Christmas is over, we're heading to the new year, and the three-day Christmas break imposed by the NHL is over, and the Wild are back. The Wild play host tonight to the Detroit Red Wings at 7 p.m. at XL Energy Center. The Wild, who were sizzling with a three-game winning streak heading into the break, We'll see how they respond. Traditionally, this has been a trap game for at least the Wild. Some teams come out of these holiday breaks a lot better than the Wild have in the past. We'll see. John Hines uh, has taken a different approach with this team. They look a lot sharper in first periods of games, and this is really their first test uh, under John Hines in 13 games where they've had a, a extended break, and we'll see how they respond when they take to the ice tonight, as I said, against X, against the Red Wings at XL Energy Center. We're 48 seconds in, and I haven't welcomed you. This is the Wild Minute with Troy. Thanks for joining me. Follow me on Instagram at Wild Minute Troy. We will break down tonight's game tomorrow morning and set you up a little later live from Winnipeg when the Wild play the Jets in a back-to-back in Winnipeg Saturday, and then they're back home on Sunday. But that's getting way down the road. Let's talk a little bit about Detroit. And before we talk about Detroit, let's talk about the Wild tonight. Spurgeon, who's been day-to-day for what seems like three weeks, uh, skated in the morning skate-around, but he is not playing tonight, nor is Jonas Brodin, of course, we knew, as did Zuccarello. We know both of those guys are out for extended times. They're both, well, Zuccarello's week-to-week. Brodeen we won't see till late January at the earliest. But the good news is Hartsey returns. Hartman returns to the second line. Rossi and JoJo will be joined by Ryan after a brief two or three game stint with him out. Um, the top line looks the same. Uh, Erickson, Boldy, and Kaprizov. Third line, of course, is Freddie Goudreau with Felino on the big rig on uh, their wings. And then that uh, high-energy High-octane fourth line of Dewey, Latiri, and Duhame stays intact. I mentioned Spurgeon and Brodine will be out, so Middleton and Faber will probably get between 25 and 32 minutes tonight. Goose and Bogosian anchor that second D pairing, and on the blue line for that third pairing is the M&M, Merrill, and Mermis. Uh, the Wild did over the Christmas break call Damon Hunt, defense defenseman back up. They also called uh, Lucini back up. Both of those guys will take healthy trips to the press box tonight. The Gus bus is in net uh, after uh, Flower got his second win in like five days against the Boston Bruins when heading into the break. Uh, Flower stopped the Bruins and played played solid in net again for a second time. There's not many goalies, by the way, that can say they go two for two against Boston. And that's exactly what the Flower did. But they're going with the hot hand. Both goalies, since uh, John Hines has taken over, have save percentages above 92%, which is just phenomenal when you think about it. When you get up into that area, that's that's pretty pretty high-level goaltending, pretty pretty elite level. And both of those goalies were down in the 880s, 870s, 860s uh, under Dean. So the defense has gotten better, but so has the goaltending. Uh, for the Red Wings, uh, you got uh, Valino. He's out. He's day-to-day. Defenseman Jeff Petrie's out. Um, there's no Matra. There's no Fisher. So this is a game, the, you know, the Red Wings did, mind you, they beat the Wild, I think it was 4-1 to on a Sunday afternoon in Detroit, and that was the last nail in Dean Evison's coffin. That was about a month ago. Um, so they, they are capable of pulling off the win here, especially when the Wild traditionally start a little sleepy after that holiday break. But we'll see what happens because you got to remember, Detroit has Alex Dabrinkit, they have Dylan Larkin, and Patrick Kane flew in yesterday to join the team here in Minnesota. So that, that'll be interesting to see um, as things unfold tonight. 
As I mentioned, uh, the Wild 10-3 and three under John Hines have been just playing outstanding hockey. I mentioned that, that Boston game, that seems so long ago, but Saturday night at the X and in front of a raucous crowd, it was a great game. Just a great uh, two-game series. I think it was... Um, uh, I think it was Tuesday night at Boston when the Wild pulled off that overtime win. Then they came home and took care of business uh, Thursday uh, with Montreal and then ended their pre-holiday schedule with that Saturday night special where they beat Boston. So the Wild are humming. This is their third three-game or more winning streak under John Hines, and they've only played 13 games. So think think that through. They are playing well. He has them winning three out of every four. They can't, you know, you don't expect him to sustain a 750 pace for the rest of the way, but it's go time now. The fact that the Wild lost so many games to open the season and dug such a hole. They don't have that luxury of having their traditional January or February swoon where they lose, you know, 8 of 11, 8 of 12, or they go something like a 3, 9, and 2. They can't afford to do that because they're still on the outside looking in. They're chasing a lot of teams. But raise your hand if you thought the Wild would be just a couple of points from the playoffs at Christmas time. None of us did after that atrocious start. So here we are. The reasons, well-documented. Brock Faber on defense. Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy, Kirill of late, but certainly the two biggest surprises this season have been the young guys. Marco Rossi, now centering that second line, and Brock Faber with Spurgeon and Brodine out, playing about 32 minutes a game, and, and I expect to see at least 30 tonight, so we'll see that play out. But where would this team be? Because remember, when Rossi came out of the gate hot, when Rossi was playing well, Kaprizov and uh, Boldy, we're doing their best uh, disappearing act for several weeks to start the season. Now those two are playing well. Rossi's cooled off a little, regressed a little bit to the mean, but he's still so strong on the puck, and that's something we didn't see last year. He's 23 is just a treat to watch. So is seven. Faber anchoring that D-line. They, the wild would be sunk. That ship would be at the bottom of the ocean if we didn't have a the wild didn't have a player like Faber doing what he's doing with Spurgeon and Brodine out. So that's that's fun to watch. So we got a lot more to talk about tomorrow when we'll look back on tonight's game. We'll look ahead to Winnipeg. As I said, the Wild Minute with Troy is hitting the road for the first time this season. We'll be heading up early Friday morning, get a good dinner Friday night downtown Winnipeg. And then we got a matinee affair on uh, Saturday afternoon at Canada Life Center. And by the way, if you haven't looked at the standings. The number one team in the Central? Yeah, that's the Winnipeg Jets. So these are a big four points. The one saving grace we talked about a lot during the losing streak was they're losing to Eastern Conference teams. So yes, you're losing two points, the potential to gain two points in the standings. But you're not giving another team two points to climb ahead of you. So it's not a four-point swing. Well, that chatter is over after they play the Red Wings tonight and get out of the East and head up north to Alberta. Those are four-point games, and if the Wild could somehow come away with all four of those points, the confidence would be sky high, and suddenly people will be talking about the Wild maybe if they can sustain being a top-three team. Long ways to go yet. First, let's take care of the Detroit Wed Red Wings. Let's take care of DeBrinkett, Larkin and, K- Larkin, and Kane. And let's see if the Wild can turn the page from Christmas and look forward to the new year. This is your Wild Minute with Troy, and we'll talk to you. 